Good morning, fellow gamers, and welcome oh, to the no. Dance Gamers. No, 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 no. Let's redo Get that one. The mm -hmm. only, gamers? The only podcast that simultaneously can be disliked by both the anime community, the video game community, and now the YouTube poop community as no, well. Don't no, no, forget the, the TV community. The oh, the TV. Oh, yeah, the LCD HDR community as well. Yeah. We're, we're one stop shop. <laughs> LCD <for> HDR. <laughs> what? Your one stop shop for destroying the things you love. Uh, joining me, Liam Edwards, is the delightful but some teeth shattering Matt Visual. Yes, hey, yes. New new set of Invisalign trays in, so it's, it's I'm, I'm I'm messed up. I'm I'm ready to go. I wish I had some drugs. Yay! <laughs> so so wait, Invisalign hurts. It's it's painful. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the first three days, when you put it in, it's squeezing your teeth in. Yeah, what do you think? It, like, it's them together. It's like braces. Yeah, except you do it every two weeks. But in the commercials, they make it look so easy. No, no, no. There is pain. There there is pain. <laughs> Side effects may include horrifying pain. Mm, mm. And that dumbfounded, uneducated voice about inline braces is George Viedman. Mm. Mr. Viedman, how are you? I'm still, like, flabbergasted that you just straight up dropped the G word. I did. Right there. And why, it, did, it, I, why did I drop the G word? May I, maybe I was inspired by a said Discord message... No, Welcoming. he watched gamers. Let's let's be real. That's true. <laughs> you personally identified with the primary main characters and their love interests and their uh, struggles and their concerns and their problems from the hit anime serial gamers. I mean, I would like to say it went that deep, but all that happened was I quoted SBH George today at 9.54 p.m. <laughs> Good morning, fellow gamers. <laughs> I know, but I was doing it sardonically. And I don't I, I don't know if, like, you, you believe in it. If you believe in the gamer ideology. It's a very, oh, it's, it's a very, very dangerous path to go down, I hear. Well, it's a path we're all on now. Strap yourself in. Gamers. <laughs> Fuck that. How about we talk about an anime? <laughs> oh my god. No, let's not let's not start there. Let's I have so much bad news in regards to anime for this week. Uh-oh. Oh. So you built a new PC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I the bad news regarding my anime watching this week is that I wanted to watch anime but never got around to watching anime. Instead, I built a new PC. Oh. Ah, exciting. Wow. Amazing segue there. That was good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I, I know you've been there through a lot. You've seen a lot of segues. You've uh, wait a minute. You built you've a new seen the PC best and the worst. And I wasn't involved. What was what, that about? No, no. You were you were involved. You 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 helped uh, smuggle me some goods. By remember? osmosis, Matt, you have influenced his PC intelligence. Where did you, you... buy your other stuff from? Uh, Don't say I mean, new. I way. got. No, I. Even worse. Okay, so I guess I'll start us off by saying that long, long ago, like about a couple months ago, I realized that I accidentally signed up for Amazon Prime. Oh my god. Accidentally. How do you accidentally do that? It's even worse. I accidentally signed up for a free student trial of Amazon Prime. Ah, the student you are. There's no verification to the process. I was like clicking through Amazon's page regarding how it um 
how Prime works and whether or not I wanted to sign up because I've always wanted to take that step anyway. And I was like, oh, free trial for students. Click here for more details. And I was getting ready to sign up a form and put in some paperwork and see what kind of like ID they wanted and whatnot. I was wondering if I could wheel and deal my way into sweet talking my way into an Amazon Prime student trial. And when I clicked the button that was like, click here to get started... The next page was like, congratulations on activating your, your free trial of Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. So I've ordered as much stuff from Amazon as I can in between getting Matt Visual to smuggle me some GPUs at MSRP prices out of his store with uh, that, that don't, sweet. Don't say things like that. <laughs> smuggle. You make it sound like smuggle, I'm doing something okay. wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. At my store. Okay. Smuggle no, is not clear. at all. It was Stolen. a joke. <laughs> Stolen. No. I, hundreds bro. of dollars have exchanged hands to make these purchases. Hey, whoa. Spirit. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. No, business no, man. No, no, no. George, you got it all wrong. You paid Matt. Matt stole them. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Pocketed the money. <laughs> Wow, looks like Bill's got paid this month. Thanks, George. And and if anyone ever asks, George has the goods. (laughs) George has the stolen goods. Yep, yep. The white man, not not the black man. I, I just hope that, like, your boss isn't listening to this podcast and gets genuinely worried. Nah. He doesn't know Matt's an internet superstar. Uh... There's been a couple cases of people coming up to me and saying they want a picture. Um, oh. And it may have gotten out of hand because I talk to everyone at my store. Yeah, I'm a little Was that I'm a little because you were social. giving them free GPUs? Or? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there was pictures on... GPUs out into a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> For you and you. You get a GTX 1070. <laughs> Um, how's, well, um, what else did you, did you buy everything from, from Amazon for more expensive than I could have gotten you them? Uh, uh not, not everything. Not a, I, I just, just enough to, to wrap up the package and, and put everything together and complete the list. Mm. So tell us the specs. What is it that you've got in there? That's what I, everyone it's, wants to know. It's a, uh, it's, it's I7 8700K. A, a, ATX Voodoo Three. Oh my god! Um, accelerator card. Oh my god! Uh, with, that is with too a old. Compi Four Eighty Six processor inside of a a giant beige um, square tower. Wow, you got ripped. You think so? Yeah. I mean, this thing plays Wing Commander at like a good 40, 40 FPS. Oof. Oof. Oh my god! That sounds terrible. So that so, monitor you got, you can't even use most of it. It shows off the pixels in in Elder Scrolls One Arena really, really well. Oh God. So so well. Okay, okay. In all seriousness, I uh, put together a computer this weekend with with like new high end parts and stuff, and and I brought I brought the lady Fred over to help. Uh oh. So that that was we that was bad. 
we, we, we have some teamwork to do to, to, to go through to get this process together. We, we have to put our, uh, our like relationship through, through a sort of trial. All right. Right. Cause there is, there is work to be done. Um, if, if building a PC, a gaming PC is, is easier than people think it is. This is basically adult for, for, for IRL. It's, 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 it's Legos for IRL. It's, it's Legos for adults IRL. Building a computer with a lady friend or, or whatever your most significant relationship in your life is, is like IRL snipper clips. Mm. The two of you are, are having to, like, shout your visualizations within one another you, you, you got to use teamwork even though you don't and and what's what's beautiful about that is is that they're both similar experiences to to the game almost building a pc it's 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 about making these elaborate plans inside each other's heads while trying to visualize what the other person thinks and and ultimately thinks about you it's about the aloofness of the bonding process and that's that's beautiful Anyways, did, did you uh, put the thermal paste uh, before you put your processor in your socket? Yeah, it's like a no, 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 no. I, I, I tried to do things I, in the proper order, but no, no, you, there, it's actually that's the way you're supposed to do it. It's, it's kind of like the glue for your motherboard. You and put your the glue on yeah. while the processor is still out yeah. in the world, and yeah, you're supposed you to slide get it, it all over your. So I would say redo sheets. it. It might be working right now, but not for long. So you have to redo it and put that in, just letting you know. Oh, because because the thermal paste went in after the CPU went in the mm-hmm. socket. Yeah, you of... need to put it inside the socket, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need to sandwich the paste between the CPU and the motherboard. Mm-hmm. There you go. I Okay, so no, we, we don't screw that step up. The step we screw up is uh, the power supply. And these days, apparently power supplies go in the bottom of your cases, and the, like, buttons and headphone jacks are on the top of the cases. So, this is ridiculous to me, because my whole life I've been told to put a computer on top of a desk away from the floor where the dust is, where it'll accumulate and seep through the case. Also, because hot air rises and you want to make sure it's got an open space above it, um, for good ventilation. But nowadays, most gaming cases that you find on the Amazons and the New Eggs have the button and your headphone jacks on the top as if it's meant to be placed below. So while I'm getting this computer set up, occasionally when I'll have to like lean back behind it and, and work on some cables, my, my palm would be resting on the part of the case where the power button is. So like... I'd I'd be leaning back behind the desk, like shoving some cable in some nook, and I'd accidentally turn it off and or on, depending on what's happening. Uh, the, when we're putting it together, though, we're having a lot of trouble dealing with the cables coming out of the power supply. Um, she's she's using her like tiny baby hands to reach into these spaces of the case I can't, while I'm like using my nimble ingenuity to shine my cell phone flashlight into a mirror at a special angle across the other room and. And the light is, like, shining on where she needs to rotate her pinky counterclockwise to hit the annoying little clip of those really fat, chunky plastic plugs that are so hard to pull in and out of a PSU. I don't know if you guys know what the plugs I'm talking about. You know when you're, like, shoving a cable in and out of a PSU and it just fights you every step of the way? I'm very familiar. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Matt, don't you? I'm very familiar. Yes, <laughs> I, I do work it, at a computer store. <laughs> anyways, anyways, I'm I'm over there. <laughs> like, imagine if Matt was just like, I've got no idea. Yeah, Generally, I have no idea. No I, idea what you're talking about. I just go to work and I just sit there and space What's out. What's a PSU? Yeah. <laughs> So so she's she's plug? sitting there with like her hands trying to plug these cables in and out of the PSU and I'm sitting there like playing Twister at this weird angle shining a flashlight and providing extra torque from the other end of the cable and from like a, the other room away I hear and I'm over here and I'm like wait does that mean like counter downwards and she's just like and and it's 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 cute. It's hilarious. Um, I feel like this is the George thing. And if I were to been there, I would have just came in like, oh, you just do this, and then it just work. <laughs> and you'd be like, ah! you would do you do one of those. That was a very convincing George screen. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we finally get it working. We finally get this um, high end, super expensive gaming rig that I want set up and it's like different space away from my computer so I can have a work part of my life and a play part of my life. Anyways, eventually we get this this thing set up that's going to be a different computer and a different part of my life and guess what is the very, very first game I install to test it out with? Crisis. Rainbow Siege. No and no. Uh... <laughs> Uh, um, um, I feel like he mentioned this. Yeah, it'll be some dumbass shit that he. (laughs) Yeah! Elder Scrolls Arena. Warm, warm, you're getting a little warm. Ooh! (laughs) Oh my god. It was borrowing, wasn't it? Okay, so eventually we get the new computer set up. I, I put Steam on it right away log in to to my account get some family share going and install morrowind because yes i am the 0.01 percent whose first priority when building a new rig is seeing how pretty i could get morrowind to look and and all of this just makes her sad on on multiple levels on on one because i uh, on, on level one, I mean, come on, George, get your shit together. On level two, uh, I had installed and, and gotten her into a version of Morrowind using the Ma- Morrowind graphics and sound overhaul 3.0, which has this, like, ridiculous volumetric lighting and fog system to the game that makes god rays shine over everything with um a really really complicated gaudy water shader that makes water ripple and there's there's hdr lighting and high resolution textures and stuff going on and it kills morrowind's frame rate and on her laptop at i want to say a resolution of 1360 by 768 with a lot of options scaled back to medium the morrowind graphics and sound overhaul 3.0 edition runs at about 20 fps on her laptop but on this on this new rig on this baby oh man i'm telling you that morrowind graphics and sound uh, uh, overhaul 3.0 edition uh running running at a at a native resolution of 1080p hits a good old like 45 to 60 on this thing woo <laughs> woo woo Wow, 
Yes. With 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 everything maxed out, so I can now play Morrowind graphics and sound overhaul 3.0 at at a cinematic um, playable frame rate. On as as mankind has never been able to before. Th- that is tasty. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, the other thing that that arrived yesterday is 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 the monitor i got i I bought i bought the monitor from matt as well and um did you know that that monitor that that i got you to buy for me that (laughs) i paid you all the money to buy for me Mm -hmm. yes you're making it sound very legit george not like not suspicious whatsoever Mm -hmm. I don't want to, like, give out too many details about where our jobs are. <laughs> where our jobs are. Our jobs our are. Our jobs your are. Jo- <laughs> your job is the same place where you built this PC, George. I have an office space mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Out out there are you going to use city? it now? You have a PC at home? It's it's a distraction-free environment. It keeps me concentrated when I need to, like, hit down long blocks of writing research. Anyways, all right. So, I got a new Acer gaming monitor. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a new uh, Acer XF20HU XD Hyper Extreme Gaming Edition monitor. Right. And my new Acer gaming monitor has an overdrive button. On, on, like, the monitor's on-screen good LSD display. You know that, like, those buttons? You, the, mm-hmm. the OSD display, that. Uh, there's a menu in there. And underneath this menu that's called Gaming is an option that just says Overdrive and nothing else. Yeah. And you can Very set clear. it to three different things. Off, Normal, or Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like picturing myself playing uh, Mario Kart VR with Joe Tron from YouTube on my Acer Extreme Gaming Monitor. And I'm just like, oh no, watch out. You better not make me activate my overdrive. And I still don't really know what this overdrive feature does. Um, so you're telling me you didn't use the overdrive mode for Morrowind. I turned it on and off and didn't notice a difference. It's to enable 165 hertz. So, yeah, I I was trying to read about overdrive mode and I was getting really confused. It like I I Google it, and I end up on this shocking insider expose on www.bit-tech.net about this scandal of extreme gaming overdrive modes and how it's, like, supposed to, yeah, overclock your monitor and give you more hertz or something to fix some mystery ghost lag that nobody can officially confirm nor deny exists. And that option is right on top of another option... Called aim point that superimposes a crosshair in the middle of your screen for games where they want you to just kind of like visualize where the crosshair in the middle of the screen is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So you can cheat. You can activate overdrive to to give your to shove more hertz into your monitor's poor little body. 
Or you can activate aim point to just straight up cheat at Red Orchestra 2 in this game where you're supposed to go through a long fancy process of aiming your gun instead of just pointing and shooting the thing you cheated with on your monitor's LSD display button screen for. That would have worked real good for Gears 1 back in the day. Ooh. A lot of people like taped dots to the middle of their screen so they can know where like the sniper because the sniper never moved. It shot exactly in the middle of the screen. So you can if blind only, fire people from across the map. It was great. If only you had an ass Acer Extreme gaming monitor. Yep. That problem of yours would be right, rightly solved. Pay for that ass and get better gaming results. So uh, we also tried out The Sims 2. Because I guess I'm the 0.001% of people who also wants to see how well The Sims 2 performs when buying a new gaming computer. And couldn't get it to work. What else did you play, uh, George? Um, you're going to go through the long list of old games? What else, Did you play the, the original Doom? Did you play the original Wolfenstein as well? Um, I, I played... Did, uh, did you play um, um, Ultima? Commander King and Jack Rabbit and in Pong Four, Grandpa's mm. Day. Mm. Mm. Oh, Oregon Trail as well. See no, how many Oregon frames you get in Oregon Trail. Yeah, Oregon Trail is the uh, like different one about smuggling medical equipment and biohazards in and out of the Black Oregon Doning Market. What, Anyways, um, what did you do, Liam? Sorry, have you guys finished now? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at I'm like, man, 20 minutes uh, talking about uh, George's computer. <laughs> I think I'm I think happy. I always realize when someone else is talking about other stuff, but as soon as he goes on a rant, you can let him talk for 40 minutes <laughs> on one single What are you second. talking about? It's only been 20. What did you I'm do? I'm happy Leo? for you, George. It sounds like a nice thing. You, it sounds like you had a nice week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So you, you didn't watch Boku no Hero Academia because you are too. It would have been busy better. PCs. The week was pretty all right. It could have been better if I had watched some some Boku no thingy. <laughs> Boku no thingy. Um, I, I, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to, for it to finish before I start watching it again. You're waiting for Boku no Academia Heroes to finish? Yeah. I, I hate when I have to wait. That's why I I was waiting for Westworld to finish before I uh, tackled onto that, jumped on that horse. Matt, you like the, you like the popular co-host of a very popular media critiquing show you gotta keep on top of everything whoa you Every popular single... way too much in all of that <laughs> <laughs> i would say niche niche is a niche. good one <laughs> um i mean we've covered doing PC okay building, morrowind sims when we can tell the real Japanese important animation. stuff when we can West sell World. merchandise, that's that's when, that's when we made. When we can build panels, you know. <laughs> when we can build PCs. Well, no, one of us could already PC build PCs. Branded uh, sponsors, <clears throat> where we get our own custom-built PCs with our 
our faces etched inside of them. Listen, maybe we'll get sponsored by the Acer Gaming Monitor Overdrive button. Listen, if Acer contacted us, I would be like, yo, guys, um, this podcast is sponsored by Acer's Overdrive. Get your overdrive here. <laughs> it's all fun in games, though, until Asus starts hearing our Acer endorsements and starts like wanting in a piece of the action you know we 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 get like emails every day from tons of sponsors who who want to give us their money right but we got to make sure that we pick the right competitor of these competing industries do we go with Acer gaming monitors or do we go with with Asus gaming uh laptops we go for the one that... that gives us the best equipment for so the ones that have <laughs> yeah. the turbo button, the best ass for if, the buck. If, if we ever ever get sponsored, I'm not reading from no freaking booklet. I'm <laughs> we're gonna. T- I got some bad news for you. No, I want to do like the Dollar Shave Club. Uh, club where we did we on TVG, <laughs> where we talk and about shaving we- your balls. I want to do that. Now we go to an advertising sponsor. <laughs> But it's, it's just, only been it's 20 just, minutes. It's just a pre-recorded message of Matt begrudgingly <laughs> reading out Dollar Shave Club. You're going to hear the paper. <sighs> <laughs> the, the groans, the sighs. And then and then you actually use it and you're like, oh, damn, this is actually pretty, pretty good. And then you conflicted. About <laughs> Matt's tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> so so but what but what other topics are there cuz I, I I I I set us down this little adventure thing to kind of you know get us just warmed up for the day that's all warmed up I mean I have had such a busy week but I can I can't fill the rest of this up you guys Well the USA USA won the World Cup so Oh yeah! What kind of alternate history timeline do we live in? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're already living the in one where all those times I've been waking up at three a.m. to watch the games, I've not noticed a U.S. team in any of those games. Uh, <laughs> people were cheering in the streets outside of uh, my window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like, "No, George! Um, no, George! You're confusing that with rioting." Ah, shit. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's bring I, it back. Taking Hang on, though, because <laughs> when when you mentioned it, I I'm, it's not that I was curious or anything, but I did Google USA World Cup wins, and the very first Google result isn't even a link; it's just the number zero. zero. <laughs> wow. Well, to be fair, the World Cup, in complete and utter fairness, is a very hard tournament to win, and not many teams have actually won it. Only a select few of the same sort of group, like France and Germany and Spain and England, you know, have won the World Cup. So, all right. But apparently, Germany got a uh, got got jiggly puffed and smashed in this. Wait, one. guys, is this a road we're really gonna go down? Because otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna I have hear a about George, this at work all the gonna, time. So we're please. gonna have a George esque twenty minute Liam go about. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is turning into a proper train wreck. We haven't had these love, in a while. I love sports ball. I I love hooping goals with my fellow athletics. Mm. Nothing like hitting the shower after a hot game of balls with your men. Well, you know, let's let's not talk about um, you know, uh soccer. Uh, you know, where 
It's not like real football where, you know, no, you're wrestling rugby, man. You know, with, with strength and muscle, you know, actually hitting each other. You know, people are just like tapping your leg and you're falling over. Oh, my God, my leg. Oh, referee, that, please. Throw it's called IRL referee. Rocket League in other countries. Okay, And then you see them rolled back up and like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But, uh, you know, they got it. Liam, am I making you mad yet? Matt. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My ankle. My ankle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing else, guys. Not, nothing else. Are we? Are we? Well, just I've been out? playing a JRPG. Whoa. How about what JRPG is I've it? I've been playing a JRPG. I've been playing Ease 8 on the Switch. So that's how you say it. Ease. <laughs> yes, it is. And I've been playing the Switch port that came out the other day. It came out on PC and PS4 last year, I think. It definitely came out on PS4 last year. Or earlier I've this always year. called them Wise. Wise. Oh. Oh, Wise. Wise eight. So you were playing Wise Eight. Yeah. It's why is you I playing Wise Eight? I mean, why is it the eighth one? I don't know. Why is why is the eighth? Yeah, but I'm not a question. I, I, it's I, grammatically I, correct. All, all I know about this I'm, game is that it has a really beautiful collection on like what the PS2 I think, a collector's edition is really good looking. What was that? That was the sixth one, wasn't it? I think. I think. Like this is the thing, right? You gotta you gotta have mad respect for Wise or Ease or whatever because this <laughs> shit's been around for thirty years. Like not many series can really say that. And that whole time they've like never really been a huge like yeah. system selling headliner Even franchise. They, it's the king of the hill of the JRPG world. It, it's it's weird because it's not even really that popular in Japan. So, not as far as I know. So. You know, it's kind of just been trundling along. The thing is, is that it's action combat, meaning I would probably give this a try. So that's the thing, right? Is I was intrigued by this entry because I'd seen like, uh, was it Oath of Felgana and the sort of like combat it, that had, and that was meant to be really fun. And this sort of carried on with that. And it was like, you know, real time action combat tied in with, you know, traditional RPG elements. And it's, uh -oh. from a combat standpoint, really fun. It's it's actually super fun. Like, there's lots of things, like, you, you can switch between characters immediately. Uh, they all have, like, their own specials. You can do, like, combo attacks by, like, mashing the buttons, but then tying in that you can hold, like, the R uh, shoulder button, and then you have, like, Almost like Xenoblade Chronicles, you can then select like a skill based on the face button. So you can hold like the R button and then press A and you'll do whatever skill is assigned to that. And then you sort of combo them together to do like combos on the ground and then you can lift enemies up into the air. Kind of, you know, like a more simplified Devil May Cry slad, you know, typical action combat game tied into a very traditional RPG. And when I say Traditional, I mean, like, this is, like, straight-up PS2-era <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Right? I dabbled in the series, and I never really got hooked because of that right there. They're, like, anime cliche as fuck. 
Yeah, it's 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 not like cliche in the terms of like JRPG kind of tropey. Like it's actually it's from a story standpoint quite interesting. Like it starts out you're like on the ship and you're like traveling to a different island and then all of a sudden you get attacked by like a kraken and then you get marooned on this cursed island that no one's ever been on and you're like the the story of your character Adol, who's like the main character through all of the Ease games, which is also quite incredible to have the same main <laughs> character, who's this young anime boy, all the way so, through from like thirty years ago to now, he's the same character. Are they, wow. Are they doing like a Metal Gear kind of thing where there's thirty years of increasingly complicated canon that just keeps getting well? You would more say that, but it's more with like every sequel. No, it's more like he just like always goes on a boat. And I was reading through like the uh, reset era thread about it. Like this dude has been like on four shipwrecks in like eight games. Like this guy's cursed. That's gets, a 50% failure rate. I know. He just gets He must be really everywhere. afraid to get on a boat. Oh, oh he, he, that, that's his thing. Like, it, that's what he gets horny over. I don't know. Like, wow. you know, that might be his kick, you know. But, he, he, you know, he gets shipwrecked. And they tie the story into, like, the history of the island with this other character. Like, the game is called Ize, the Lacrimosa of Donna. Whatever the fuck Lacrimosa means, right? But Donna is this other character who is, like, in the past. Like, I don't know too much, but I I think she's, like, in the past. And, like, the island was at one point, like, a habitable island that was, like, prosperous and stuff, and then shit happened. But now, like, Adol is, like, having dreams about her past, and it's tying into his future, and she's, like, helping him from the past to get off the island with all these castaways and that kind of thing. And the story is... You know, beyond the normal cliche is a music. It it's like a classical music term. It's a kind okay. of uh, it's a kind of genre. The more of, you know of of like three hundred year old music. Ah, so there you go, because you know it's in the past, and she's meant to be like this yeah. sort of shrine maiden thing or this whatever. I don't know. I haven't got that far. I'm only about five or six hours in. Oh, but, apparently it's a, it's a religious thing, too. Lacrimosa is a part of the Dizere sequence in Roman Catholic Requiem Mass. That also ties into the fact that she's a maiden, and, you know, you see her dancing. So the title, you know, <laughs> pretty much nails it right on the head, then. Um, they probably just think that word, they probably just think more English speakers know what that word is than than we actually than we do. we actually do, yeah. Unless there's, like, you know, like, with every episode of this show, there's, like, a select few people who are like, gosh, damn, these guys, they don't know anything. <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry I had to Google what a lacrimosa, lacrimosa is. is. Yeah. What's that? I don't know. Maybe it's lacrimosa. <laughs> but the game itself, like... So I've seen videos of the PS4 version. It looked pretty nice. It looked like, you know, your typical sort of budget JRPG. It, it, the, the island itself that you're on is really big, uh, but it's segmented, you know, into typical, like, areas. And then you go through, like, yellow dots, and then it loads into the next area, kind of like Final Fantasy X or Star Ocean, that sort of style, and you defeat the enemies in there. So, but on the Switch, you know, it's it's even worse like you're loading like quite frequently and on top of that the textures the textures yeah they look pretty uh, old pretty bad like they're they're always like z fighting on top of each other which makes them really look kind of sketchy and muddy 
you sort of get used to it after a while. The game itself has like a sort of unique style. It's just super it's very clunky movement too. But oh, it yeah. looks it's like, it looks good. It's PS2, but it's clunky. It's P. Yeah? It's PS2 era jank. Like the animations are super stiff. Like characters do that weird JRPG turn where they put their arms by the side and they only move their legs and then just face each other. And like it's the kind the way she jank. starts running and stuff, like it's just it's just immediate. Like from zero to oh, twenty oh. immediately. There's no like slow. Also, ride. The, a lot of the levels I'm seeing are just kind of a dull gray tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm seeing later on there's some some grassy fields going on, but but you still got like tunnel walls to your left and right. Yeah, it's very like direct. Like, it's a huge island, but it's segmented into lots of smaller areas that are are quite linear. They're like big open fields where there's like an entrance. And an end, and then it's like a big circle with like treasure chests and lots of enemies. And you know, as I said, typical like PS2 era JRPG stuff. And they're like, to combat that, let's just make them run fast through all this well, open that's a, area. That's another thing is like, in terms of like, it's like Xenoblade Chronicles X, like you could run really fast across that world, but I think you would be doing it a disservice because Xenoblade Chronicles X's world is far better looking and far more interesting than mm-hmm. his is eight. But compared yeah, to how you game compared to because compared to like Xenoblade Chronicles two though, when that's like in docked mode and and then when you take it into the handheld, I would actually say Easy probably runs better. So what's what's the gimmick? What's the why are you the combat? What? The combat. The combat. Okay. The combat is good. The combat is very fun. You know, so far That's good. I've, I've most of like the mob enemies are so easy that you just wipe through them, and your teammates wipe through them. Um. And you just like consistently <laughs> get through them, but the boss fights are really fun so far. Like. They actually require you to do thinking, like, each character can do either a flash dodge or a flash guard, which is, you can, like, dive out of the way of enemies, and then it'll go into, you know, like, almost like a Bayonetta-esque witch time, where you can then hack at them in slow motion, or you can Good. do... So you have to, like, put yourself at risk to activate something cool. Uh, that one is actually less riskier than... The other one, which is flash guard, which is you'll guard the attack and then you can parry it really quickly and you can do more damage. But that mm-hmm. one is like split timing. You have to actually parry the attack with a guard. Whereas the other one, you just dive out of the way at the last second. So like either one kind of works to your advantage. It's sometimes hard to do it when you're being mobbed by enemies of all areas. You can lock onto enemies, which is good and stuff like that. Um... And it's actually super neat. And like when you're fighting bosses and you're like dodging all over the place and you're going into slow motion and you're using all your, all the attacks and you're attacking its weakness with certain characters and comboing together, it flows really nicely and all works at like a really fast pace and it feels really good. And you can do like almost like Street Fighter-esque special moves, like, you know, like typical RPG big attacks. Um, each character has like a super move, but it is only one at the moment. And then that'll deal like tons of damage to the enemy. Um, 
but it is fun. It's so full of jank, and the music is grating. Like, if anyone's playing it, like the the beach theme, like the first area that you spend like the first five hours in, is like this consistent, almost rock, butt rock, like guitar in the background. It just drives me crazy after a while. But I'm intrigued to keep playing but, but because the it, combat's fun, I guess. Yeah, the combat is fun, and in the story, like the more you play, the more it sort of gets a little more intriguing. It starts out quite different to most JRPGs, with you know you fight a kraken, and but then you land on the beach, and then you have to find all the people who were like on the boat with you, and then it falls into some tropey JRPG introductionary. Let's build a base, go collect some wood, do this shit kind of stuff. But then once you kind of get that stuff out of the way, you know, it introduces more interesting mechanics. Like there are areas of the map that you can't proceed past unless you get more people for your base to help you like physically move stuff. Like a big boulder will be in the way and you, you can't get past it until you have like eight people to push it. So then you have to go look for more castaways to you know, recruit them to your, like, camp. That's kind of intriguing, so it sort of, like, limits where you can explore or you have to, you know, find your way around things. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's, like, it's on the Switch and it runs well enough. Uh, I haven't had any performance issues apart from just how it looks. Like, sometimes it can look pretty, pretty ugly. Uh, it's definitely on par with a PS2 game. It doesn't look like anything from this generation. The character models look fine, apart from the fact that they're all super mismatched and look like just some dude who drew fan art of like eight of his favorite anime characters from different anime all into one JRPG. If you're like if you're into JRPGs, you probably already know about Ease 8 and you know, with it being one of the only JRPGs on the Switch you're probably going to be interested in playing it. But, like, with, like, Octopath Traveler coming out next month and, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 already being on there, I'm not really sure... Oh, I actually started I'm not really sure Octopath. if it's the best choice. It's the best choice if you don't want to do turn-based combat because it has pretty wicked combat. But everything else... It's kind of janky. So, uh... Any any final thoughts on on Wise Eight before Wise eight? we Wise Eight so janky? Move no, on. No, it's it's, it's, it's real good. It's, it's 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 good. I I don't want to say it's bad. I I would say you 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 know what you get. You know what you get. I think like if you actually were super interested in playing this game, and you were had a choice between like the PS4 version or the Switch version, you should probably get the PS4 version. You know, apart from if you want to play, like, you know, in handheld mode, which is, like, you know, the selling point that you get to play, like, a cool RPG like this on the go. Um, yeah, combat's good. I'll update you if I play more of it. So we'll you re you reminded me, like, about Octopath, because I still haven't gotten a chance to play it. And then I go to come in soon to see if I could find it, and I see Nico Para Volume 1 in here. What the fuck is, is Nico that Para? Like the cat collecting mm, thing? Mm, no. Wait. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, I think I know what that is. That's the that's kind of a cat collecting. Thing. It, it, it's not. It's just, it's just not. different. It's a visual novel. Of uh, someone told me about this before. I, I'm just wondering why the hell is it on Switch? Oh, Nekopara. Oh, yeah. Neko means Japanese cat. No, it just means cat. <laughs> Come on. Well, um, I'm pretty sure the people who uh. <laughs> know about that game will be like huh why is mm? so nico Power i'm gonna be i guess Switch? i will be the 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 weirdo of this podcast um that knows about that Matt, game can you can, can you can you can you play it <laughs> can you be the test subject nope nope not playing it <laughs> not not playing it um well but supposedly it's like one it, of those Matt. games that are on steam yeah, that you can patch because it was made as a as a you know, one of those types of games, um, those and it was types of games. it was censored through Steam, and I'm guessing that is the censored version that's on Switch. I can't find. Wait, so Octopus. how naked do the cat girls get? I don't know. You <laughs> can probably right Google and find out. I'm not gonna Google it. <laughs> Nico Para Switch. Oh my god! No, no not Switch. No, there's a demo. There's a demo map. There's a demo? Download the demo map. No, I'm straight. I'm straight. I don't need to get invested that in these characters. That means it's for you. I don't that means it. it's for you. I don't need to get invested in these characters, and then I, 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 I know that there's some, like, patch out there. <laughs> no, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm going to stop it Here's here. Here's more information about Nekopara along with the trailer. Mm. What's Nekopara? Why it's a cat paradise. Oh, my God. Kaisho Minaduki, the son of a long line of Japanese confectionery makers, moved out to open his own La Soele as a patisserie. But upon moving out, hidden amongst his things were two of the cat girls, Chocola and Vanilla, that the family like had been... There. No, listen, that the family had been raising. Uh, I don't like the sound of that. When he tried to send them back, they begged and pleaded until he gave in. And now they uh. opened the store with him together. With two cat girls who really love their master, trying their very no. best and occasionally failing, a heartful comedy opens for business. Oh my god! Oh my god! So See wait, the Sayori Neko works mascots, chocolate and uh, chocolate and vanilla, like never before, moving and in full voice on screen. And now with the new emote system, the characters smoothly move on screen, changing expressions and poses in countless ways. I can't tell if you just described a quirky feel-good comedy or, like, <laughs> what Stockholm Syndrome must feel like from the perspective of the hostage. Oh, man. So, like, these cat girls just live in the shop and they find them? Are they, like, do they just no, they were come raising in through them. the back? They were raising yeah, they, that's, them. That's a very strange word to choose for characters that look... Like, like human beings. Uh, with yeah. I mean, they're wearing clothes and stuff. I assume they 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 know how to like have have skills. I think with all will be revealed if you and, actually played it. And and install the patch. George, oh yeah, yeah. Download install the, PC the patch. Version. Yeah, sure. George, we found a new game. <laughs> 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 Lady friend walks PC. in on you. That's that's. 
It's gonna be a very interesting. George, is this The Sims? <laughs> George, yeah. maybe maybe it's got a turbo mode. Rated R Sims. Maybe the clothes will come off at turbo speed when you uh. Oh yep. Can yep, you play it at one sixty five hertz? If you if you Google, you can find your Nico Para patch very very easily. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, on to the news. First break. <laughs> Hi friends, I'm Tim Heidecker here with my good friend, Eric Wareheim, here to tell you about an exciting new product from Cinco Technology. That's right, Tim. It's called the internet, and it's a fresh new way to check out sites, buy clothing, and surf music. And it's all located on this tiny CD-ROM. <laughs> you bet, Eric. You know, my favorite thing about the internet is that it's 100% secure. Wait a second, Tim. What about all my e-worms and my email viruses? <laughs> well, Eric, you can kiss your e-virus problems goodbye because the... Because the entire internet is located on this CD-ROM. You're not connected to anything, so no one can connect to you. The internet. The easy-to-use interactive experience located entirely on one CD-ROM. No more wires to connect. No more monthly service charges. No more spam, internet viruses, or e-worms. And the internet is simple to install. You'll be surfing over 100 sites in seconds. Music sites, shopping sites, and internet chat. All at the touch of a button. The internet has never been so easy. The internet. Well, what do you think? Tim, I am blown away by the internet. And you know, my favorite part is the shopping zone. Tim, you definitely need a new pair of pants. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> Let's click on the pant zone. Now select color. What about pleats? Parachute or non-parachute? Cuff or no cuff? Now your size? Now print your order form, and then fax it over to Cinco's Internet Receiving Center. It's so fun and easy. The Internet! Hey Tim, what are you up to? Well, I'm just chatting with one of my friends here. But you're not connected to the web. How's this working? <laughs> well, the Internet offers me up to five unique avatars that I could chat with virtually any time of day. Who are you talking to right now? Well, this is Professor Hinsley. Do you think I could ask him a question? Fire away. Professor, how are you today? He says, fine. And welcome back Cats. to the Dan Sons. Dog. Bad Google. Matt. <laughs> I like how George went to dogs. <laughs> We're totally talking about something. <laughs> Why did you have to bring it up again? Oh, no, like, I just want you to... I wanted to remind you as you were, you know, being serious. Yeah, exactly. Like, what happens in the break, Matt, stays in the break. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to no say that one... with you guys. It would just be be. Yeah. No we, one. We did a little Googling. No one, no one will know what we were Googling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not yeah, even no George. Not even George, who was pooping during the I was the in Google. the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Who was pooping. coming back. During the Googling. Jokes I don't know. During, <laughs> during <laughs> said Googling about Nekopara in incognito mode. <laughs> I guess it's, I'll have to find it. Anyway, like, let's, let's like areas. move on to stuff. <laughs> and the other territory. Let's, 
Let's Uncharted. explore some Uncharted regions together Uncharted. of each other here on the podcast. Uncharted cat regions. <laughs> oh, no. 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 <laughs> so. Amy Henning I, left EA. I feel like we can start a reliable bit of like this week in cancellation of Star Wars games. Annie Hinnick has <laughs> this confirmed week that she has left EA is doing shit. <laughs> Amy Hinnick has confirmed that she has left EA. The visceral studio that was working on the Star Wars project called a ragtag is totally no more. It was going to be an uncharted esque Star Wars, similar to how Star Wars thirteen thirteen was going to be an uncharted esque Star Wars that got canceled. Um, but Eurogamer has a confirmation from the Game Lab conference in Barcelona that Amy Hennig is now attempting to make an independent studio on her own, own for those who don't know, Uncharted writer Amy Hennig. So, so let me get this straight, right? There are so many Star Wars games in the making all have been cancelled. This game specifically... <laughs> yeah, there's like an equal amount of the two. This specifically was the one where they had like... They were on, like, Tatooine, and, like, they had that guy who looked like a cowboy, and it pulled him from behind his back and was, like, all cool CGI-looking. That was that trailer at E3, like, a couple of years ago, right? This was I that think game. so. They had, a, they had a bit of it in E3 2016. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, some, I think it was... Some of it yeah. showed up in a little reel. So that, that, that timeline matches up. Yeah, that, that might have been the one. Star Wars games getting cancelled seems like something that's happening a lot these days and it makes me so sad because back when i was a kid in my days in the glory days of the george youth uh lucas arts was shopping that brand out to all sorts of developers disney gave it to ea who has squeezed out in a hurry two battlefront games and a mobile spinoff never-ending cash shop no one really seems to have much investment in and that's it and it feels so weird to say that we are um about yeah four years into the cycle of this new trilogy and haven't really felt a whole lot of good games come out of it so far like uh jj abrams's force awakens that was a 2014 movie right no 15 no 15 wait yeah 15 15 wow really so so yeah yeah we're three going on four years into the into the new trilogy and i feel like i mean i know that like good ass games can take a good four years to make but i still feel like we should have seen something more than two battlefronts that have less content than the old 2005 game well, they did. They had games in the work. They just got cancelled. Star Wars thirteen thirteen. They had Star Wars Battlefront three. Like they all got cancelled, and when their license changed from LucasArts to EA, like they just got. It canceled. makes me so sad because they're losing so much money and brand penetration. Like Whoa. like cranking games out of a fictional universe like that is is <laughs> such a great way of expanding that universe and expanding that brand and that's getting it, it into a new generation of kids. And that's like my story with Star Wars. I played more of the games than I saw of the movies when I was a kid. That's the thing, it's totally a fair point. Like Star Wars games were always reliably good quality, apart from like the fighting game, the Kasai, whatever it was. Like, you know, 
There even, were a few. Even there the were, There were quite a few stinkers. Well, the, yeah, but there was so many of them that, you know, the, yeah, the it, racing games rate, were always some good. Of them are the Rogue Squadron games were great. The Jedi Academy games were great. The Knights oh, of the yeah. oh, Republic was great. Like, even, like, the pretty subpar ones, like the Force... Uh, what was it? Forced Unleashed. Awakens. Oh, the Force Awakens. No, yeah, Force Awakens is the movie. Force the Force Unleashed runs out the door. Was was pretty great too. Like it was a like the combat in the game was really fun and made you feel like a, someone from Star Wars and wrecking shit up. You know, it was like weak ass everywhere else. But you know, you had Force powers and all that kind of stuff that you can manipulate. It was a fun game. It, it, it even got to a point that games and Star Wars are so synonymous. We had Yoda and Darth Vader in a Soul Calibur game. Can you imagine that happening now? Like announcing the brand new Street Fighter 4 DLC or oh, <laughs> Soul Calibur 6. No. It's Finn. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh. Apart from the and now, I just really games. want to see like Bill and Ted in Soul Calibur Six. I feel like Star Wars would work for Mortal Kombat, though. Oh my god, that would be. Sick. Oh, like an Injustice style. Yeah, because it has like, it would have to either be cartoony or too real. Because I think maybe Star Trek. I mean, I mean not Star Trek. <laughs> Street Fighter. Bill and Ted have their time machine. Might. So they can they can go back to the stage of history. I want to see Finn cut someone in half in Mortal Kombat. You want to see Finn set set dismemberment to ninety nine in the console? Mm. Yes. Uh, so Amy Hennig says For, I would choke, love to have little choke company. Their balls? Oh. That would be pretty good oh, too. Oh, wow! Well, that would that would yeah, be that, dude, that would do Mortal Kombat. That that's where it work. Esophagus. <laughs> you could blockage. like. You could force like their balls through their whole body out through their neck. Through their Yeah. Neck. Amy Hennig says, <laughs> I would love to have a little company of about six to eight people. Making a most. Star Wars Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> <laughs> and do some more projects. Do some VR stuff. I'm consulting with some VR companies and doing a ton of research because I haven't played a lot to immerse myself in it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not doing anything Star Wars and who knows what the future may hold, but that project's on the shelf. The Vancouver studio is working on something pretty different, I suppose, these days. That's it's so weird. It's really odd, like, you know, once you go more open world, it's such a different game to the one we're making. Everyone loved what we were doing, and I'd love to see us resurrect that somehow, but it's complicated. Just, like, ignoring the last part about Star Wars, because, you know, whatever. But does the, does the quote, do some VR stuff, I'm consulting with some VR companies, I'm doing a ton of research because I haven't played a lot... Seem like kind of a bad business. I I guess the idea is that it's she like wants to play VR stuff and is looking for people it's to like, hire to play VR stuff. And it's like the definition of looking at doesn't what, know. It's like the ultimate like example or definition of what like let's look at what the current trends are. This seems interesting, yet we know nothing about it. Let's try it. And I'm sure that whatever current trend Amy Hennig or or new innovative product Amy Hennig mates will have charming, cute writing that everyone will love. I don't know. The last thing Amy Hennig was working on got cancelled and the last thing she was working on before that got completely rebooted because it was a mess. Uncharted 4. So, you know, she hasn't actually really done anything for, you know, going on eight years. So I actually kind of just don't know what she'll do. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that a like nicely depressing fatalist kind of kind of cynical man way of looking at uh, the the news story before we move on to the next? S- sure. sure. Come on, let's get this train running. <laughs> All right, we got we got another uh, Schreier scoop. A big old scoop of Schreier is uh, coming to Kotaku, and and Schreier is claiming that Google is going to be planning a console to compete with the big three: uh, Microsoft, mm. Nintendo, and Sony. Um, Schreier says he has five sources who are all corroborating and saying the same thing, and that is that Google is planning a sort of hardware device that will be a streaming platform and game console they're going to be attempting to bring more developers under the google umbrella which they've been investing in for the past couple years anyway and trier is saying that people are now telling him that these plans are solidifying into a kind of streaming box that they do aim to compete with playstation and microsoft with um let's see i got some quotes here to read through uh at gdc in march he noticed Google representatives were meeting with several big game companies to gauge interest in its streaming platform, which it's codenamed Yeti, sources have told him. Uh, the existence of Yeti has been confirmed by another website called The Information earlier this year. Uh, Schreier says that the streaming platform will be kind of like NVIDIA GeForce Now. They're going to be offloading the work of rendering graphics to beefy computers on their end that you're going to be playing on your own device on your end, which is like a can of worms and a double-edged sword that I'm sure we've all talked about before. Um, One person gave Schreier a quote saying, Imagine playing The Witcher 3 within a tab on Google Chrome. One pie in the sky That doesn't sound great. Google Chrome already takes up 90% of my CPU. I don't want to be running The Witcher 3 in a tab on Google Chrome. (laughs) One other, uh, they call it a pie-in-the-sky idea, but it sounds fairly reasonable, is um, the idea of opening up a YouTube tab. Uh, Not necessarily a tab so much as like a picture-in-picture YouTube overlay for looking up tips walkthrough bits if you get stuck in the middle of your game you like press a button it brings up a youtube window where you can type in oh you you can play the game in your browser and then you can control t and then open game faqs (laughs) (laughs) but but regardless of the speculation and the uh vagueness of of what he has heard from these five sources schreier does say one thing is for certain google wants to make a splash in january 28th 18. The company hired Phil Harrison, the veteran video game executive who spent long since at... Phil Harrison? I know who that is. The veteran video game executive who spent long since at Sony and Microsoft as top manager on the PlayStation and Xbox brands. Google has also been on a massive hiring spree, bringing in experienced video game developers and marketers from EA, PlayStation, and other top companies. Oh. The money is certainly there. George Only has time will tell if it robot. materializes. <laughs> George got so into Google making games, he, he literally phased out of existence. <laughs> It happened again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello again. Okay. Well, I mean, I finished my, like, long rant, so maybe Skype is going to have a better time, like, decoding this like, reluctant <laughs> back and forth kind of in a vocal fry, pregnant pausey bit. Anyways, yeah, I, I could imagine a Google console. I, I don't know. The Google Play Store is such a fucking mess on the cell phones, and I can't imagine exactly like that department being in charge of it but as wait Schreier wait says, the google is they what? got the a mess money. on the cell phone their play store is horrendous 
Google Play. It's it's extremely difficult to find anything good because all of the bad stuff for some reason floats to the top. Yeah, but they, they did so a, just like the ISO I, iOS though. Then they did good with the Google Pixel yeah. though, which is an actual problem. I mean, I wouldn't. I you're this. What's Google Pixel? Is that a phone? I think that's the phone. That's they, that's making. the phone. That's the phone. That's a phone. It's one of the best phones. It's, it's good. It's 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 a good it's phone. A good phone. Yeah, it's pretty. So Google pretty made good phone. a good phone. Could you imagine Google making? A no, good I console? I think if if someone's gonna jump into the console market, I, I feel like they have to be different, dra- drastically different than PS3 and Xbox. Yeah. Like they have to fit their own space. Like Switch fits its own space. That's if the Switch, if if Nintendo tried to do like another Wii U thing, it would have failed. And I think that one of the reasons why I don't think whatever console they're coming up with is going to be normal is because I don't think much of a console market in general yeah. is going to exist like 15 years from now, much less one with new competitors yeah. having broken into the scene and established themselves by then. We saw Microsoft get into gaming from non-game. We, okay, I'm sure some of us are younger, but we see... We have seen Sony break into gaming from non-gaming within our lifetimes, and that's probably some of the sentence that strikes the kids as real weird because PlayStation's well, always even been around. Earlier than that is Microsoft. You know, like the Xbox was. That, that was that was later. We than that. the the Xbox is so not that old that when it was announced, The Rock was the guy on stage with Bill Gates. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god. Yeah, it's in relative terms not that old, and it's also pretty normal for giant technology conglomerates like Sony and Microsoft. Well, I don't want to say normal. It has been established that the gaming consoles can be created, established, and sold successfully after like one and a half generations. Is how long it freaking takes even for a giant electronics conglomerate to break into the game industry. So the thing that feels weird about that is the timeline. If they want to do a traditional console to compete with the Xbox and, and uh, PlayStation, like Schreier uh, speculates, I can't imagine that being a thing because by the time they'll start making a profit on those units, selling them at a loss for the first generation, like Xbox had to do. Yeah, but Google the, can do that. Google the have, idea of consoles. Google have far might have more fizzled money. out by then. They're no. also focusing on the streaming thing, which I think is going to be the gimmick they're going to attempt. They're going to try yeah, to online. find some way, maybe with their own Google Fiber and internet service providers, to make high-end PC gaming streaming work in maybe some kind of little black box you plug into your TV and that open then a tab streams of the Witcher shit. and Google. Yeah, that stream shit. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. It's all going to be shit, streaming that's, based, that's what a lot of the high executives speculate for that 15 year window i can't see it right now i'm sure the idea terrifies most of us right now yeah but i don't want to play the witch the future in in general (laughs) the future in general is terrifying no matter like really uh, probably there half if not a majority of things are probably going to be looking future terrifying if you speculate what it'll turn into 15 years in the future that's the thing when you really think about it if if in 15 years time playing the witcher 3 in a browser is like the most of my way to play is the most of my worries i'll be okay i'll be okay and maybe that's how they're gonna get us comcast needs to fall on their sword and let google spread their seed and their juice all over united states and get google fiber everywhere 
then we can just just bow down and 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 worship Google and have another console made by a giant evil tech conglomerate yeah. in our living rooms plugged into selling our your information to through the Russians. <laughs> I don't. I, I that's more Facebook thing, but okay. <laughs> they gotta make their well, money, guys. Well, guys. No, 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 no. Oh. We have to talk more about politics. Space Force. Oh, yeah. Space if Force. you're not coming here legally, don't come here at all. <laughs> if you're coming from space. That's, that's what Comcast said to Google. Not what that guy said. In reference to the video <coughs> game industry, where Comcast must also be trying to make a splash. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do to that segment, but but Liam, you sounded you sounded like you were you were you were ready to drop something. I was ready to segue no. us perfectly to not have this train wreck. Continue. What kind of segue? What what were you gonna segue into? Why why did you want to segue? Guys, I was gonna say. Yeah. What? Well, some of the games we could potentially be streaming through our Google Chrome browser in a new time. 15 years from now, in the future, oh. when, when projects now, get completed that are being planned maybe a few years from now. Games published <laughs> by the Dad Den brand. Dad Den Publishing oh, so Incorporated, Incorporated LLC. Totally trademarked. Dad Den The Dads Inc. of Tomorrow Today. Dad Den. Dad Den. <laughs> No, man, that doesn't sound good at dad, all, man. Dad, 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 totally legitimate. <laughs> dad, dad, welcome mm -mm. to dad, den. Welcome to dad, den. <laughs> this is a new uh, game show audience participation segment in which we're going to be riffing on the classic Japanese TV show Dragon's Den, in which uh, inventors... Wait, you might be surprised because we did say last week we would be, you know, doing the usual mailbag... Uh, audience feedback and questions segment first, but we decided to jump right on the Dad Dan hype. Dad Dan, God, it's even fucking hard to say. Dad Dan hype train right now because we got like 50 submissions. A lot of we submissions. We got a the, lot of submissions for this. The idea is that we are going to be critiquing, reviewing, judging, and ultimately deciding whether or not to invest our imaginary dad dollars into your dad-din game idea. Please make sure all future submissions are platform-specific to the Google Browser Chrome platform. Otherwise, we will not. Well, it's an option. The future is only... It's a, it's a pie in the sky, George. Yes. The, the clouds, to be specific. The cloud. Just the one cloud, though. <laughs> just in the sky. one singular pie yeah, in the sky. The it's a Canadian TV show. That's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, it, apparently it began as a Japanese dragon's den. <laughs> oh, I just know it for having Scottish people on it. The first thing it says, Gur, bring the sacrificial virgins. No, no, no. That's not that type of dragon show. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I, what it says. I don't know what you're looking at, but if you'd like to submit your game ideas to Dad Den, send us an email to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Holy Include shit! The name of, that's awesome! The Jap Include the name of your... The Japanese name is Mane no Tora. 
which is like tigers of money. Oh my god. Include the name of your game, the gameplay style Cats. of your game, the central gimmick, the central mechanic, the art style, the themes, and then your projected time and money budget. All right, what's the next next game that's going to be going on to the Google's platform? Starting us off, we have a submission from Adrian H. They say, so I'm a bit skeptical about this game idea, mainly because Nier Automata and Mankind Divided did something similar. But so you started to pitch someone- off already mm. by saying you don't believe in your idea. Great start. I'm hoping Adrian. someone could execute this correctly without making it tedious and unnecessary. Mm. And that's like, a, see, they're they're hoping someone else no. will do no, no, do it better than than you, Adrian H. See, Adrian H. You gotta you gotta be projecting confidence in yourself. Actually, Liam, we were talking about this. You may or may not have had to pitch game ideas at conferences before, right? I've had meetings where I've had to pitch stuff or talk about projects that I have to get people on board with. Yeah. Well, Adrian H. would like us to know that they're willing to accept other ideas for the name of the game, as the name doesn't really make any sense, and Cyberpunk and Cyberpocalypse now have already been taken, so those are out of the picture, (laughs) which shall be C-O-M. The name of the game is C-O-M. Isn't that C-0-M? Yeah, it's C-0-M. The the, the O in the middle is (laughs) The name of the game is C-O-M? Yeah, it's it's, on Google's... uh, Hypothetical streambox platform. You can you can you can put calm in your Google browser Google in the slot future. Title. Come. He says and these ideas he, are fleshed out. He says, "I know it's terrible, so please, please give me another name for the game." <laughs> oh, that's Adrian. not our job. We're just giving you the money. You gotta come up with the title. You gotta come up with this. No. So well, Adrian H because, has multiple ideas for this come game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Using certain features as parts of hardware for a character. Example, a GPU for your character can be used to render models in a certain art style and slash or determine the effectiveness of your HUD. Now, the reason why I'm a bit skeptical is that just like in real life, hardware components degrade in quality. Obviously, it happens a lot slower. So you want to put some pressure on the player by making them purchase new CPUs and more RAM to upgrade your character? Oh, this is such a gamer's game, right? This is, this is a game about a struggle that we've all been through. This is a game about living the gamer lifestyle in the cyberpocalypse of 2018. You're swapping parts out, you're putting a rig together, you're, you're, you're picking all the most expensive stuff that has all the most LEDs, I'm assuming. Adrian, let's see, Adrian further goes on to say, uh, I don't know how to streamline degradation so that the player isn't annoyed every time they have to upgrade. At some point, a new cryptocurrency called DadCoin will be released, <laughs> which ultimately increases the prices of I'm GPUs. In. I'm in. I'm in and already. might be a bit I'm of a stretch sold. CPUs. But wait, wait, what are you customizing your cyber boy for? Wait, I don't get this. Is this like an amiibo where you have to buy expensive GPU parts to customize your character in-game? He's not very clear with what what this is. What are we cyber customizing our cyber boy for, Cyber Adrian? Why do we well, have to mine for dad coin to uh <laughs> Why to, are to we mining upgrade. for dad coin? What's the struggle? What's the central conflict? What are we trying to overcome by shoving graphics cards into our orifices? Mm. Our cavities, if you will. Our cyber cavities. Okay. 
theme. For the environment, Adrian is picturing something similar to Shadowrun, if any of us have ever heard of that. Yeah, Shadowrun, the 16-bit one is way better than the 2006 one. Very a cyberpunky, apocalyptic environment, basically Mad Max, but with computers and weird augmented arms. It'll be a first-person RPG with upgrade trees. There we go. Now we have a conflict. I assume there's going to be bad guys chasing after you, trying to kill you way good, unless you shove graphics cards into your mouth. <clears throat> Um, it'll be a first-person RPG, yeah, yeah, with upgrade trees you have to be careful of, as upgrading might overheat your CPU, so you might have to purchase liquid coolers or more fans. Wait, 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 wait a minute here. Uh, you gotta bring it down to English, because this is sounding like your pitch again. English? Yeah, English. Um, so, okay. we're, for the for the, the next submissions for you guys, you, you, we, gotta, we gotta keep it down to, like, not long paragraphs. <laughs> And you know some bullet points, you know. We like because my, my brain tends of, to wander. So so give me give, give like us the, ideas, the clean pitch. I'm I'm following Adrian here. A Adrian is basically pitching a a first person cyberpunk RPG in which you customize your character with a kind of uh, PC customization theme. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, what what they haven't said though is the central conflict. There is if if there's something. Like who are the bad guys? What's what's combat going to work like? What are we, what are we customizing our body to overcome as, as as the struggle? V viruses and malware. <laughs> Adrian H says that on the way down your path of customizing your computer boy, uh, there's going to be trees that you have to be careful of, as upgrading might overheat your CPU. You don't want to bottleneck your your heatsink, so you might have to purchase Wait, liquid coolers trees? for more fans, etc. What is tree? What do you mean by trees? Uh, upgrade trees. RPG. Oh, you want to make sure you don't okay, go down you the bad path. Okay, I thought <laughs> avoid trees. That's what I heard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? You now you lost me between again. Between the lines. Uh, upgrade trees. Yes. Hmm. Oh, so so Metrovania type stuff. Yeah. Things are blocked unless you upgrade so, a certain first ability. No, 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 no. More like Deus Ex where you have to augment Jensen. Like, that's what I think he, he's trying mm. to be. Like, you're augmenting I, your character, your, 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 your CPU boy, your GPU boy. I, I, I think so, yeah. Adrian H says it's it's a double-A game that would probably be... That would double -A game would probably be an effective description for the game, similar to Hellblade. Yeah. Adrian H's Hellblade. budget and time description simply says should be somewhere around <laughs> deus ex human revolution don't think this was human revolution's budget but i think it most should be around one million dollars and should take one about million? three years or so to complete so before we we quash the other uh, the at the, the pitch or we'll talk about it a little bit we should hit on the budget and time so you said double a uh, and you mentioned Hellblade. Well, Deus Ex Human Revolution is definitely not a double A game. No, Hellblade. It's a triple A game. It's a triple A game from a big studio like, you know, Idus and Square Enix. Uh, and uh, I don't know what Human Revolution's budget was, but I'm pretty it sure... It was a lot more. It was a lot more. There were more than, than one millions. I'm pretty sure its marketing budget was probably more than one million. Do you remember all that CGI and live-action stuff they did for Deus Ex Human Revolution. Do you remember that? They had all those, like, um, live-action trailers, Protesters. the one where it had, like, the augmented angel, and 
the Og Lives Matter. Oh yeah, like Og. Yeah, do you remember that? That piece of artwork they did. Oh my god, that was a catastrophe. Yeah, there was there was a lot of money spent on the marketing for that, and uh, for three years, um, one million ain't gonna. For a, for a studio that would create Deus Ex Human Revolution, one million probably wouldn't cover you right. for a month. All right, let, let's get let's get some foundation down. Where are these developers living, and how much do they need a year? I mean, and I don't how know. How many of them uh, are there, guys? We forgot to men we neglected to mention for that one million dollars as well. Uh, our soundtrack will be made by Daft Punk. Oh, that that's Although, it's gone. Though, it's gone already. Upgrade. Adrian, they're actually budget. in debt right I now. I don't think Adrian, you're in debt. I don't, I don't think Daft Punk does commissions. For... <laughs> did, How much do you think it costs to get they, Daft Punk to do the, the soundtrack movie. for stuff? They did the Tron movie. They were probably paid. No, they, 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 no yeah, Daft they were paid uh, doesn't doesn't. You don't reach out to Daft Punk. Daft Punk reaches out to you. <laughs> they heard Tron was making another movie, and they were like, "Yo, we got you." Or we got you because they're not humans; they're like robots. <laughs> Are you calling French people robots? <laughs> I want to point out that one million dollars divided by two years divided by fifteen employees is the in is is the fairly small wage of thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars per person. So yeah, per person split between like someone who is a senior project manager, someone who is the studio director, someone who is the lead artist, the the lead programmer, the senior computer programmers who live in San Francisco like, want more than thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, let's let's just go with Adrian. I think you probably missed either one zero or probably more than likely two zeros on your one million. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe this Daft Punk <laughs> idea, like maybe, you know, he does like a little pitch. He sends them a little email. You know, maybe he has enough to squeeze out one song from them, right? If they really maybe like for, his yeah, pitch. Yeah, maybe for one million, he wants to commission a Daft Punk single. And he just re he loops the song throughout the whole game. And it's like, oh, but, it, but it's made by, a, like, the best people, you know, to make electronic music. The game is a little, like, paper activity maze that you fill out with the pencil while you listen to the Daft Punk song. And, and it, like, makes your hand follow the beat of the music in a fun way. Why don't we just make this into... Because he didn't say, like, open world or anything, right? It, it could totally be, like, just... Um, Point and click. We could save some money. Maybe, maybe Adrian can get experimental with that. Yeah, budget. point and yeah. click adventure. Work with your limits, Adrian. Yeah. You know, point and click. Yeah, there's a lot of art styles out there that are just you know weird looking and didn't cost a lot of money. <laughs> Yoko Taro once asked why no one has made a game that's just ten minutes long. You could be ten minutes long. Like, so the Daft Punk music. Um, the the sound the the track could just be the whole game, and you make the game really good around that you know limited time of that track. Customize your your PPUs and overheat overheat really quickly. Your SDKs yeah. in ten minutes. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. So I like I like I don't know specifically what he was um you know referring to a GPU and CPU like. It, it, are you like a half robot, half human, like an augmented human, or or something? You're you're half Asus 
gaming extreme PCs. Like, it says it renders models. So it's like, is there like a, an, is it like the Matrix where like a computer renders your character and like you can upgrade your outsider computer controller and you can like put points into buying the best GPUs for the, the outside world or something? Can you use it to play gamer pranks on your parents because they're mad at you for spending $300 on plastic stuff? Will you still get Windows 10 updates while you're running around in the uh, world? Will you be forced to turn the game off so Windows 10 can update? Hmm. Wow. So basically, the finer points are we have a cyberpunk title called Come. Based on a very interesting, unique idea. I, it mm. is unique. We haven't ever seen anything that is based around, like, computer hardware in terms of, like, you know, real-life things like GPUs and CPUs and people who have knowledge about that kind of thing. You know, we have Deus Ex where you do augments. It's not quite the same thing. It's interesting. I don't know how you would really implement that into, like, characters. Or, or you would have to have computers that render models, which you kind of hinted at. Um, your theme is obviously you keep trying to talk about cyberpunk, but crossing that with an apocalyptic environment like Mad Max seems a little weird. Mad Max is kind of barren of technology. That's the whole point. Eh, there were some like cool vignettes in Rage that merged the two. Yeah, but it's still meant way. to be, you know, it's meant to be sort of caveman-esque Mad, Mad Max, you know. It's not cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is a different sort of apocalyptic thing well it could have been um, like you know high-end cyberpunk era and then apocalypse hack happened and there's like a bunch of leftover technology that people are using that's true yeah and then you know the gpus and cpus you're buying are actually older sort of older cpus and gpus that you scavenge for and now you see that's more unique and getting a bit more fun because you know you're not having like this super high-tech stuff you're having like gpu and cpus from like 2006 or something <laughs> and you have to scavenge for like the next radeon 5550 hd from 2009 or something now that, that's i mean it's intriguing when, when the post-apocalypse actually happens and we all become filthy, impoverished, trash scavengers, if I find, like, a Voodoo 2 in a pile of garbage, it's going to do me not much good. Yeah, no, and, you know, the guy walking, the, the enemy you boss who's, that. like, two Titan 10s or whatever, like... <laughs> so. you, you might be able to, like, use the metal for something, but... It's an, you still can't eat it. It's an intriguing idea, you know. Uh, something that ties into that is with GPUs and CPUs is how they look and how they are to recognizable. So you would have to get, like, company branding maybe on board. Like, have to get, like, NVIDIA and No, no, Intel no. just make the graphics card green and some of them red. So that's it. And then it. have, like, you know, like, Simpson-esque names, like... Lavidia or something. <laughs> I, I think the character... It's, it's intriguing. Um, the, I, the character has to have a TV head like in the, the comic book saga. Um, <laughs> oh, I was thinking like FLCO. Yeah, like oh, FLCO. That, that works too. Well, I was thinking. But yeah, it's the same damn thing. <laughs> but you can render your character well or not well. Like that would be great. Like if you in the beginning of the game, your character looked like Potato Mode, Witcher Three. You know, like 
super potato mode. And then by the end of the game, you have this incredibly high definition characters fighting like lower enemy bosses that are all potato mode graphics too. That would be intriguing. Be something like, um, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think there's a game where like Titanfall 2, where like all the like world gets fucked up during that awesome time mission and thing goes all weird, glitchy and stuff. That would be cool. Where you have a gun that sends you back in time yes! and you shoot. Yeah, that that is so cool, that level. That was awesome. Um, but, guys, yes. are you going to invest? Let's have like a one, one sen- uh, let's have a very short sentence conclusion. Uh, whether you'll pitch and uh, why you will or you won't. George? I'm gonna save my dollary dues for the uh, apocalypse instead. <laughs> okay. Why? Why? Give Adrian, the aspiring game designer, some 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 <laughs> real truths. <laughs> Adrian's one million dollar money budget and I don't know, however long Human Revolution took to make time budget, does not inspire much confidence. Uh. In, 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 in a, since, since the advent of crowdfunding, there have been many, many countless episodes of people shocked at how much money it takes to make games. And also yeah. many, many opportunities for people to learn about how much money it takes games and find out how $1 million is not a reasonable amount to make games. And I feel like... People going into to to game development at any scale need to be aware of their limitations and work around their limitations and not do their super ambitious ideas first. Instead, do weird things first. Stuff that could play with the concept of a customizable character in a cyberpunk universe, but in a, in a genre much less costly <laughs> than first-person RPG. What? Matt! Well, do you, I, Matt, I you think Matt, a game needs a hook. Matt, will you be investing, and do you have a conclusion that is shorter than a book? Yeah, I, I just think the game needs a hook, and I like it could be cool. It's a, it could be a cool game if it's made properly, but it's all about that hook, that 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 hype. And I think the TV headman would work. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> wait a minute, a Fallout trailer, right? The boring ass Fallout trailer that they've been doing for years. Right, and it swoops what to the TV. It swoops to the TV, and the TV's turning channels, meddling. and all of a sudden, the TV just gets up and walks. <laughs> you were demanding that Adrian H put some tacked-on multiplayer mode no, what, no. or something. I'm talking about a TV man. Can you imagine the OD music? And oh, then the oh, TV I'm sure just next gets you're going to suggest like, and that's the character paying a microtransaction for the TV man. Oh my god, I'm done. If you put the TV so, man, I'll I'll give you a million dollars. All right. Well, Matt, I'll, I'll spot yes? you a five just first. One, I'll spot you a five first. But, Matt, is that a yes? Uh, how much money am I giving? We're going to make the game, so we're going to say this kind of game is going to be at least 20 million. Oh. 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 I mean, I got that laying around in a savings account. Why not? <laughs> yeah, let me just look under my bed. All right. Is is that yes, Matt? Yeah, yeah. I'll do it if the Whoa, TV man is in. Adrian, <laughs> Adrian, you got one. Yeah. So I think the hook is there. The hook is this GPU CPU thing. Like no one's done that really before, apart from maybe Shadowrun. Sort of kind, kind of 
fucking around with hacking PCs and stuff. Um, but we're in a world where last week George pitched a cyberpunk game. We have a cyberpunk game called Cyberpunk 2077 coming out that you'd have to compete against, which everyone's excited about. You've also got the Deus Ex series and the Shadowrun series that you literally said you were riffing off of. Uh, and your budget is like insane. So it's not oversaturated. I'm going to say it's not oversaturated. I'm going to say. I uh, do. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. It's not battle royale. Now, if it was a battle royale game, I would have said no. I don't need another one of those Dude. things in my face. I like CPUs and GPUs as much as the next George, but that that market's full. That market's full. I, I, you can invest, Matt, but I'm not going to invest. Well, Adrian, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um. But I, I got you with like just some of the money. You just gotta you gotta have to do some Kickstarter, okay? Right. Also you, gotta, yeah. gotta have a TV man. You have to have well, a TV that man. Does mean, TV man that or does no. mean we have that does mean we have our first successful Dad Den publishing project off the ground. Is is it off the Congratulations, ground? Congratulations, Adrian. Well H. done. You've got one, one of dad. us said yes, but with like a million asterisks. You've got one dad, one dad on board. That's better than no. Can you dads. imagine the posters? Daft Punk. And the TV man together, they're all wearing helmets. Oh, so you're actually you're actually banking on the fact that you'd you'd get Daft Punk interested because remember you can't, in your own words, Daft Punk Daft would Punk. love a TV man. Okay, I'm getting more the impression that Matt just wants to hijack the project, which I imagine a lot of investors end up wanting to do when they yeah, hear how cool I video games are. I was literally just about to say, not in one time does Adrian H mention a TV man. <laughs> <laughs> Matt made the TV but man now up. it's core. It's, it, it's it's part of the poster. <laughs> Matt made the TV. This man is how it happens. This. this is how Star Wars loot boxes happen. Yes. This is Matt's already. This is how Mario Run happens. This has nothing to do with charging people more. Okay, you're just a publisher, Matt. Stop being EA. Oh my God. Oh, I'm EA now. I'm EA. I'm making it That's hard it. for, for people to, to play and, and enjoy the game. They're gonna get satisfied the with come. Okay, they're gonna get satisfied with come. <laughs> the downward spiral is complete. It the starts and ends with be, Adrian's come. The market is gonna be filled with come. <laughs> with Adrian's come, to be specific. Adrian's come is gonna be a huge blast. All right, all over all of our targets, we're gonna have we're gonna have thousands of users consuming our our new product, the the, the com, if you will. Well, if you, millions, if you enjoyed the climax of come, and maybe <laughs> you would invest, you should leave a comment and tell us. Or even better, you should submit your own game submit, ideas. Can you we got so do many better? To go down. Can you do better than come? I don't know if you can. Oh my no God. one can do better because than come. Matt's, Matt's <laughs> coming from Dad Dan and Matt Visual Creative Direction Productions is come. come coming soon. Wait, Leah, what was the name of our production studio? <laughs> it was it was Dad Den Publishing and and the, the Matt Visual Product Creative Production Studio. Dad Dad and Sons presents Dad Den LLC Incorporated SP Copyright Trademark. That was that was the show, everyone. Uh, I love you send so much. Send your pitches. Um, send those your pitches to. Send send in more pitches. We'll never be done. Send some pitches <laughs> to gmail.com. Also, don't just send us pitches. 
next week we will have emails again so ask us questions as well yeah yeah Good night, everybody. Nice. Be nice, kids. Enjoy playing with Adrian's cum in the future. Don't say kids and cum at the same time, please. Also, subscribe to YouTube.